watch movie-based, not video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British, Luigi's Latino, and Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. What is BMV? You mean the D? Oh, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles? I've never heard it called that. It's the DMV. I, I always thought, but. Yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's the DMV here. Yeah, you guys are weird up there. I don't know. Anyway, um, hello one and all and welcome to Video Games the Movie, the podcast where we talk about things related to or having to do with uh, video games, movies and shows and documentaries and so on and so forth. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Blaine J, and uh, with me today I have Cujo. Hey man, and uh, today we've got something very special. Um, not only do you get a incredibly sick Blaine J, so I might be kind of out of my gourd, which is always fun. We're going to be talking about something that only comes ab- about, you know, once a, a century or something like that, right, Cooge? I mean, there's a lot of people that say, you know, they cite um, like Orson Welles' Citizen Kane as being the best movie ever made. Um <laughs> Some people would uh, lean towards Kubrick with, you know, things like uh, 2001 or whatever. Um, After having seen this, I I don't know that I'll ever see a a film that will top it. Um, This the movie, of course, if you haven't seen it, uh, do yourself a favor. It is free on Tubi right now. It's called Joysticks, the 1982 classic. Didn't like it as much as I did. I totally disagree. I hated this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> oh man, excuse me. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's not a whole lot to like about the film. Like it, I don't know. What was the feeling you got from it, Cooch? Like immediately for me, um, I, I thought Revenge of the Nerds. Like within the first ten seconds. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds in a long time, but if it's yeah. as cringy as like the opening to this movie, then I don't think I want to watch it again. <laughs> it's pretty because bad. This is just starts. It just starts out of nowhere. This guy, who you think is the main character, but he's not really. He starts off as the main character, but then it's he's not. I don't. <clears throat> yeah, like the movie meanders for like a good. 30 minutes before it starts getting to the obvious plot that it's going to be, which is they're trying to shut down the arcade. But I mean, it takes a long time to get there and a lot of just weird crap happens in the beginning. <laughs> For sure. It's super weird. But I, I was just like, I don't know. It, it seemed pretty lowbrow and like, the, I don't know if that was like popular back then in the eighties. Maybe it was, but the jokes were just so super crude and like there wasn't a lot of like nuance to the it's just you know boob jokes fart jokes like literally the joke was him farting <laughs> you know like, the best jokes sorry i'm dying yeah. a little bit <coughs> mm. as i mentioned before i'm <clears throat> i'm actually homesick right now 
Um, yeah, you open up with uh, the main character. He's like driving a car. These two chicks pull him over, and they're like, "What part of a sorority or something?" They say, and they've got to get they a say- picture of his. Yeah, you never like that. Never comes to fruition because <clears throat> we never see anything about a sorority or anything like that. So I don't know, but they they pull their boobs out and uh, convince him to get in their car, uh, all, all because they want to get a picture of his junk, which they don't even do. They just get a picture yeah, of this guy in his boxers. Yeah, and then they, I guess it's like his first day. They take his pants. And then it's like his first day at the arcade. And I think this is where we're first introduced to, uh, what's his name, like Dorfman or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's been two weeks since I've seen this film, and it's been a few days since you've seen it as well, because I have been sick. Um, But yeah, he's like, he's kind of like one of the better things I like about this film, because he's supposed to be this big, fat, gross, like, you know, fart joke of a guy and he's maybe the best depiction I've ever seen of like just a big fat magic player looking dude because like yeah, his, his name is Dorfus Dorfus I, I, Dorfus. I did like a running di- yeah because I did like a running diary when I was like watching it with you I was like talking to you at the same time right right so that, way, that way it can like help me remember some of this stuff because it was not very memorable it was rough. <laughs> yeah yeah a lot, lot of weird stuff in the film, for sure. A lot of, like, cringy scenes, almost rapey-type scenes and stuff. But I do like Dorfman or whatever, Dorfus. Um, Dorfus. He, he was, like, the valedictorian or something, but then, like, arcades ruined his life. And now he's just, like, this fat slob that eats chili dogs all day while playing video games. And he's, like, insanely good at video games or whatever. Um, speaking of the video games, that is the best part of the film is we get to see all these classic video games being played. Now, I think Cujo's along the same mindset as I am in that uh, most video games of this era were just barely video games. Um, I know there's a group of people older than you and I that really love this shit. I, yeah. can't, I can't play any of it, like, more than a what minute or two. It, like, what's packed? What's Pac-Man? You're just moving a joystick. You know, it's not. There's not much skill to it. It's it's just memorizing patterns. You know. Right. I mean, and there's a skill to that, especially when Pac-Man. Yeah. I mean, is so big. Like you could give me a year, and I probably couldn't kill screen in an original Pac-Man. You know, and there's only a handful of players that can do that sort of thing. Um, but you're right, right. It really is just like memorizing patterns. Every screen is effectively the same. Um, and you just do things in a very deliberate way, but you have to memorize all that. And, you know, a lot of these games are kind of like that, uh, unfortunately. Um, they're, they're more of a trial of endurance and memory than yeah. anything else. Well, and, that's what, <clears throat> even like, even to the NES era, most of the games are <clears throat> trial and error. Like, you just die a lot. Well, yeah. Like, I think that's how roguelikes became like a thing because. <laughs> That's nostalgia for NES era where you just die and keep trying to figure it out. <laughs> there is something to be said about those, though. I mean, it's it's a different kind of leveling up in that, you know, you're memorizing patterns or whatever it might be. You know, knowing that the pit is in front of you or the, the Medusa head's going to pop out right around here or whatever uh, gives you, right. you know, an edge over someone that doesn't know those things or whatever. And you do feel a little... St- 
squirt of dopamine when you uh, beat those kind of challenges, even though it's it's less skill and more memorization that's getting you past these things. Like I actually went back some years ago now and beat uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which was like one of my favorite games as a kid, but I could never could get very far. And I spent a summer uh, years ago again uh, beating it and the original Ninja Turtles because they were both kind of like my Achilles heels. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I, I loved them, but I couldn't get very far into them. And both those right. games are much the same way. They're just like with Ninja Turtles, it's it's part memorization, but it's also part you have to uh, like constantly go back to certain areas and <coughs> excuse me, make sure all your turtles are topped off on energy, etc. And then uh, Golden and Ghosts whole... is all memorization. <laughs> so, yeah, see, I never played <coughs> Ghouls and Ghosts like legit like i played it maybe on super nintendo i think the super ghouls and ghosts but yeah i just never i never uh got into it It just it was so unforgiving i just like i got so bored with it like okay i'm i'd rather play something i'm gonna advance and have fun with like super mario world you know sure yeah and i understand that i mean there it was more the aesthetic and the graphics that really pushed me through that game but, yeah, we get to see all these games, but they're things like Wizards of War, Missile Command, or <coughs> Pac-Man, Donkey Kong. Not really things I'm very interested in. And uh, as we go through, it's just a series of fart jokes, um, uh, boobs everywhere, like any excuse for someone to get naked, they do yeah. so. There's like, a scene where... What? Go ahead. One of the jokes, one of the jokes is... <clears throat> Uh, he flips the hot dog into the boobs. Like, okay. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, exactly. Yeah. Hot dog and, and, boobs. Oh, look at that. That's hilarious. You know, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, maybe we've seen, probably seen that thing or a variation of that a million times in our life, but maybe back then it was new and cutting edge. I don't know. Well, ladies, you know I never play these games. Oh, come on, Joe. I'll do anything that you ask me to. Anything. You know the reason why I never play these games? No. Well, they... They make me physically ill. What? Yeah. I mean, every time I look into one of those screens, I get dizzy. Joe? Uh, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, you look a little weird. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's cool. Thanks. I am laying down the law about that arcade young lady. Oh, Daddy, that reminds me. 
Connie and I were like gonna go shopping at the Bonorama. Could I have some villies then? Pardon? You know, I think you cut it lettuce once or was a cabbage. All right, all right. Uh... <laughs> at least I didn't take them. <laughs> Thank God. All right, now, Patsy, we have an understanding. You will not go to the arcade again, right? Daddy, <laughs> if I want to go to the arcade, like, I am going to go. Uh-oh. Patsy, I thought I told you you couldn't come here anymore. Yeah, but Daddy, that was like to the video arcade. This isn't a video arcade. It's like a party in the middle of the night at the video arcade. So this is like just part of the atmosphere. Bailey, you've gone too far this time. You have no right to keep this business open this late at night. We are not open for business, Rudder. This is a private party. Yeah, Daddy, and no offense, but you weren't on the invite list. Way rude. Look. <coughs> I don't want to talk about a young lady. One way or the other, I'm going to close that place down. God, Daddy, it's like you are so edged. You are turning totally edged. If you would like to listen to me any time, I could explain to you that Jeff Bailey is like a totally bitching guy. And look, I wanted to tell you five bitching crispos. Look, young lady, you're not too old to tan anymore. And don't talk about your lame brain cousins that way either. Now get in the car. <laughs> Uncle Joseph. What? What do you want us to do? Do? I don't want you idiots to do nothing. Don't worry, Max. I got an idea. Great. I hope it's a good one. Hey, Jasper, stop oh, my mouth! Come on! Oh, come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come Video arcade the store of a fucking splashing out like a jailbreak box grande. Huh? Video arcade the store of a fucking splashing out like a jailbreak box grande. Does this mean we don't get the video machines for the tent? Why can't my daddy be like everybody else's and stay home and barbecue? I don't know. <sighs> you know me, I'm like into the like the clean stuff like Pac-Man and like I don't know. Like my mother like makes me do the dishes. It's like so gross. Like all the stuff like sticks to the plate. And it's like it's like somebody else's food. You know, it's like grody, grody to the max. I'm sure it's like really nauseating. Like bark out, gag me with the spoon. Gross. I am sure. <laughs> totally. If I want to go to the arcade, like, I am going to go. Okay. I don't know. It, not really, no. But it was stuff like that and, you know, falling through the roof of the <coughs> van with a hot tub in it. And the naked girl and she just not caring about her boobs being seen. Or, or him in the hot tub. Yeah. She's Which like, is, oh, cool. Yeah, well, what's up? You like these? Yeah, it's very strange. And then, you know, uh, the, the basic storyline, it, it think Footloose, except instead of like a preacher trying to shut down dancing, it's like this concerned father trying to shut down the arcade because he hates that his daughter's hanging out there all the time. Um, you should I mean, really hate that his daughter talks like a valley girl because that was so annoying. Yeah, she has. She does a great job. I mean, she doesn't actually talk like that. The actress, uh, she's been in numerous things, um, but yeah, she does a great job of like being overly Valley Girl. Really annoys 
you know, I think she did a good job at that, even though the script didn't really support her talents. Like I felt she did a good job. Yeah. Dorfman did a good job. And then uh, the guy that plays uh, the Vidiot, who we haven't mentioned yet, who is like, <sighs> his character is this guy that hangs out way too much at the arcade. He's got blue hair with a little strip of red and he's a <laughs> leather bound moron. And it's played by the actor that played Uncle Rico in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, which is great. Uh, and a couple other things as well. But he's, he's a superb actor and he's like super over the top in this and uh has like a little harem of women that follow him around for some reason even though he's kind of a moron um yeah but yeah he didn't he, like he wasn't interested he wasn't interested in any of them right but uh his his name for is some, john grise i think is what his real name is okay, uh, yeah. uncle rico uncle rico <clears> yeah but, uh, but yeah they also do the uh trope of dudes dressing up as girls to sneak into the arcade like they really needed to sneak into it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What are you sneaking in for? Everyone, no one gives a fuck that you're in here." <laughs> I know. Like you, you had to go undercover. <laughs> plot so line. Yeah, yeah, and the guy and like video hits on one of the two guys. It's like sneaking in. One guy like dresses up like an old band, and the other guy dresses up like a female. And the the dude that dresses up like a female, I would swear, is the same actor that plays Malachi in Children of the Corn. Looks just like him, but I think every redhead looks like that guy. Um, you know, Evil Croaker in the uh, Discord is a real life <laughs> friend of mine, and he's a redheaded dude. And uh, I made a Facebook page using pictures of the actor that played Malachi in Children of the Corn, and like sent them to his mom and like aunts and stuff, and a bunch of them like accepted with his name, with his real name, and. Uh, they they finally did start questioning it, like, hey, wait a minute, this isn't, you know, his real name's Jason, I'll give that much away. And uh, it was hilarious. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that's basically the whole story, and it's just, like, more of these hijinks just... They try to steal the uh, art... So, <clears throat> they they go into the case of the place, I guess, and then they come... B- they're so dumb, they, like, talk about stealing the arcades where everyone's around them or something, right? Yeah. Or the guys... The guys hear them talking about it, <clears throat> so then they like playing on like the arc. The guys, that o- the guy that owns the arcade, what's his name? I can't remember. I don't know either. He's, I don't know. He's been in a lot of shit Jefferson, too. Jefferson Bailey, I think is yeah. Jefferson and he's Bailey. still alive. He's like eighty nine or something. So surprising. <laughs> but uh, he he hears them talking about it, so they're like, oh, we're going to get them when they come back. So they literally let them load every arcade into the truck and then drain the the gas out of the truck so the guys have to go get gas. And then they take all the arcades back out of the truck and they call it a win. <laughs> I yeah, was just like... <laughs> instead of just beating the shit out of the two guys when they try and come... Yeah, since there's like, yeah. what, 50 of them and like two dudes. Yeah, a lot of the movie doesn't make sense. There's like a, another underlying plot where like they break into the guy's house at one point for... No, I don't even remember the reason. But uh, one of them ends up getting um, in bed. The The guy in the beginning of the movie that has his pants down uh, ends up accidentally getting in bed with like the dude's wife. And she's like the thirstiest woman ever. And half asleep but trying to rape this dude. And then later she wants to rape Dorfman. Even though like literally Dorfman's the grossest human being uh, you could ever imagine, right? 
And yeah. uh, he doesn't want anything to do with her, even though she's kind of a decent looking older woman. Like this is definitely the best that Dorfman's ever going to do. And he, yeah. yeah, he's like, no, no, the, I'll bring some guys back later that look way better than me. And she's like, Oh, better than you, you know, like incredulous somehow. It's, and, it's uh, so, it's so like unrealistic. Like, because yeah. the the, th- the thing that's like, okay, I can see you can play some of that kind of stuff for jokes, but like, it goes on too long. Like, way too she doesn't long. wake up. She doesn't wake up, and then she keeps trying to get with him, thinking it's her husband. And then the husband gets in bed with him, not even realizing he's there. Like, it's like no, no. That, that's, <laughs> and then yeah, and then that... like he's, and then he tries to sneak, like he's sneaking out of the house where obviously he doesn't need to because he can't even tell you he, you're laying right next to him. And then he gets off on the roof and just drops off the roof while the fat guy's distracting him. Dorfman's distracting him. And he's yep. just like, oh, he just came down from the roof. No comment on that at all. I'm just like, what the hell is... Like, no, like, there's... They only care about what matters for the plot, I guess. Or if it doesn't... If it's inconvenient, they just ignore it. I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. I did laugh out loud, kind of, you know, juvenile but um where Dorfman's trying to sneak out the window and the husband first gets in the bed with uh, the nerdy character and his uh, overly horny wife and Dorfman like rips a fart because he's constantly farting throughout the film and he rips this really loud fart and the, the husband thinks it's his wife and he blames it on her and he's like god damn it Sheila or whatever <laughs> like I thought I told you to lay off the red meat or something <laughs> sprays some air yeah. freshener and shit <laughs> I I laughed at that, sadly. But yeah, not not a lot to talk about the film. That you've got another character that like I guess kind of owns the arcade. It's really his grandfather that owns it, but he uh, doesn't want to play video games himself because he was mid coitus with his girlfriend when he uh, looks up into a monitor at the arcade. And sees uh, his girlfriend's father's face in it. And then the, that guy walks in, uh, slaps the shit out of his naked daughter, and drags <laughs> yeah. her out with him. And the whole time I'm thinking, okay, this guy's like 60 plus years old and you're a fit young man. And you just saw him slap your girlfriend. I'm pretty sure I would beat the shit out of him. But this guy's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then like every girl at the arcade hangs on him. but like, And he does like strip... Uh, video games with them and he doesn't right. even try to get with them when he could just totally <laughs> hooked up with either of those girls or both of them at the same time but then he like tricks them into running out so they could take a picture of him which is like I, I just don't I don't to serve the plot later in the movie I guess but the way they set it up it looks so bad on him like really you can just took the picture when they were there I, I don't know it was just bad like these Very... girls like you yeah. His girls are like like you and like they they think you're a good person and then you like trick them into running out of the room cuz they smoke them out I guess and then take a picture of their boobs with the the one girl's dad and they use that that's how they, they blackmail save, him. Yeah, they blackmail him to save the arcade which is just like so convoluted it's like you didn't really need to do all that anyways. They, they would have had no way of knowing that they needed that picture. He was just literally embarrassing those girls in front of a crowd. For no reason, yeah. no reason to do yeah. it. Yep, that's Just pretty much uh, that's pretty much the film. I mean, at the end, they the mayor comes by and they get him to play some video games and shit, and he. Well, you, 
You're forgetting like the two, there's two like arcade battles. You probably want to yeah. talk, talk about those a little bit. I, I guess we can. Yeah, there's these like giant joysticks that they pull out for no reason. That's um, called the movie's joysticks. Right. But they're like literally the size of a person. They're huge. And yeah. it's and Dorfman versus the Vidiot. And uh, Dorfman in the first battle just utterly decimates the Vidiot. And then in the second battle, Dorfman doesn't show up. Isn't that right? He got captured by the two other dudes. Remember? Right. And then the owner, the aforementioned owner that can't play video games because he doesn't like looking into computer monitors because it reminds him of his girlfriend, uh, swallows his pride and uh, tries to play against the video for ownership or something of the arcade. I don't even know. It's really convoluted and stupid movie. Um, only worth it if you like really like jerking it to old 80s shit, I guess. Cause it really is like borderline porno. There's so many boobs throughout and I get it because I'm old enough to remember. And maybe you are as well. Uh, you know, a pre internet day, like this movie was made for kids, you know, uh, yeah. teenage boys. Um, cause there's yeah. no, there's no access to porn. So this is like your porn. You got boobs and you could save that in the spank bank. Right. Go home, jerk it later. <laughs> and the fact that it's called um, Joysticks and it has that, you know, video game tone, like Blockbuster or whatever would probably rent it to you without, you know, much thought. And yeah, it was this or the magazine you found out in the woods. And everyone my, <laughs> na- everyone my age knows about the magazines you find in the woods. Uh, it's something that everyone seems to have in common. Seems like porn was just out in the woods somewhere for every kid about that age but yeah so that's yeah. really all I have to say about this film <laughs> yeah um, I would not recommend watching it uh, no <laughs> I mean unless you really like bad movies like, but it's just so like it's not like good bad it's almost, it's just there's not like a it's so bad it's so bad it's funny it's just kind of like cringy you there's know? not a whole lot redeemable about the film outside of Uncle Rico. I liked him just because yeah, his cool. character was. Yeah, he committed to that craziness of the character, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say. It's it's just a man. It's just a movie that you made me watch. <laughs> well, the whole thing was I was like up one night and I'm like looking through Tubi, and I'd never heard of this film, and it was from you know effectively my era and it's about video games and I'm like oh you know I was two years old when this came out but still I was like oh I've never even heard of this so I started watching it and it was instantly so fucking bad and and here lately (laughs) we've been doing half-assed decent movies on this show so I thought it's about time to do something really bad uh yeah again the only redeemable qualities about it are really you know the, the shots of old video games if you're into that uh, you get to see an arcade, you know, as it was in 1982, effectively. Um, yeah, that's one thing I could say. Like, that doesn't exist anymore. So if you ever wonder, mm-hmm. like, I, I remember in the late 80s, early 90s when I was a kid, like, that was still, a, arcades are still a cool thing to go. You go to the mall, you go to the mo- uh, arcade. It wasn't its own building like it is in this in this movie, but right. it was, like, part of the strip mall or, in the, or like, <clears throat> in an actual mall. Like, I can't yeah. remember what they were do you remember what they used to be called? 
a silver ball around here was a big one. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's like Aladdin's Arcade or something. I think one. We of had them, one like, called Barrel of Fun in Georgia. You know, they all have different uh, names. Yeah, I guess so. Does, but yeah, uh, the only thing I guess comparable now nowadays would be like Chuck E. Cheese, maybe. Yeah, basically. Yeah. There's and, a place uh, in where I'm from, Mishawaka, Indiana. <clears throat> um, they have like a putt putt, and they still have some arcades in there. It's yeah, kind of hard to find them. Though. We've got a couple places in town. We actually had one open back up in the mall, and uh, we have a Chuck E. Cheese that I think is closing now. But yeah, they're not. I mean, the idea of the arcade anymore—it's more of a novelty than anything else. Like it used to be, you would go there to play the newest hot games and stuff. And then at some point in the '90s, anything they could do in the arcade, they could do almost equally as well if not as well in home and then at some point they could do it better you know yeah because back in the 80s arcade was top of the line you you couldn't get that at home yeah i mean they had these huge boards to be able to produce you know what was effectively like 16-bit graphics you know in the early 80s um you had these games that looked way better than the atari because the atari was running off of hardware that was old when they first made the atari you know, Nolan Bushnell, yeah. he wanted to produce something for as cheap as possible, you know, and then he held on to it way too long, too. I mean, they were still producing Atari games in, like, 92 or something like that. It was ridiculous. But, Damn. yeah, so everyone would go to the arcades to play these games, but then once, you know, right around the Super Nintendo era, it was, like, it was yeah. difficult for arcades to keep up. I mean, you would have to have these convoluted machines things like Dance Dance Revolution, etc., to be able to even start to compete. And then once those started falling off, arcades just died altogether, really. Well, I think I think it, they, they uh, held on <laughs> in the 90s thanks to, like, Mortal Kombat and, like, fighting games. Street Fighter. Because yeah. that's, that's, that's the only place you can get, like, some competition, you know? And yeah. then once uh, online play started coming about, like, you didn't have to do that anymore. So I think that's when they really died out. And now... I don't know if there's any in your town, but the past, like, in Indy, they have, like, a barcade where it's, like, you go to oh, the yeah. bar, and all the arcades, old arcades are there, and you can play them. I mean, they're nasty as hell to touch, because they're just sticky, and... <laughs> yeah. But I did play... Last time I went home, they had a new barcade <laughs> uh, when I went to South Bend, and yep. they had the Ninja Turtles arcade, which was fun to, like, you know, just play through. You don't have to put any quarters in. It's all free to play, you know? So, it was... It's kind of nice where... You're like, man, I would have spent like 10 bucks on this game if I actually put quarters into this. For sure. Yeah, we uh, all, uh, as a group, when we met up at Super BitCon, uh, we all went to a barcade the first day in Oklahoma City. And it was pretty cool. So I guess now you can kind of get an idea what it was like. But you can't get the... It was a lot... Like, now it's kind of like a novelty. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but back in the 80s and early 90s it was like a big deal like hey i gotta go to the arcade it's gonna be a good time type thing <laughs> yeah that was the place to go to see like cutting edge graphics and so on and so forth which are kind of laughable now yeah. <laughs> gosh excuse me everyone i'm dying here hmm so yeah this is gonna be pretty pretty uh, short episode <laughs> yeah i didn't think we'd have a whole hell of a lot to say about it um the main nerdy character, the only thing I knew him from other than this was Grease 2. He plays, uh, oh gosh, I, he plays the little guy in Grease 2. I can't even think of his name. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's like his only other IMDb credit, I think. 
And oh, really? uh, yeah, like virtually like there's a couple of people in this film that you recognize, right? But they're not really like the dad's like a the dad's like a that guy dad who's like in a lot of movies as like Yeah, he was in a dad. ton in like the eighties and nineties, right? Yeah. Always played like, then, like fat said, guy dad. And then the daughter was in a lot of stuff in the eighties and nineties as well. Um really that's it. Every no one else I recognize. Now the old the horny old lady, I looked her up. Uh, apparently she does a ton of voice work for cartoons, so I guess that's what she does. Um, and you know what? Even weirder is she's like seventy-ish uh, now. I think she was like seventy-five or something, which means she was like in her thirties when this movie was made. <laughs> yeah, the the age thing was really uh, like p- actors actresses always played like. Older than what they were. Yeah, back in the day, it was it, it was strange too, or or much younger than what they were, because like the two girls at the beginning, that one girl was obviously like thirty five, and she's playing a teenager, you know. Basically, everyone's thirty in the movies. <laughs> yeah, basically, you can be thirty in the grandma and thirty in the the teenager. Just just depends mm-hmm. on the on the movie. Ends with them, you know, convincing. Everyone that arcades are cool. The mayor loves Berserk, I think, is what he's playing on there at the end. Berserk and uh, Galaga or something. And uh, yeah. the grandpa comes back, and I don't know like how he did it, but he somehow finds the girlfriend of the guy that, you know, and I guess she comes back to town even though her dad moved her away or what. And that's like the end, I guess. And it's got one yeah, it's of like, the. Oh, Everyone's happy. We won the. He wins the uh, arcade battle, so he doesn't lose the arcade. Right. And and then the girlfriend comes back with the grandpa, who's. That's where he was the whole movie. He's finding the, the his ex or his girlfriend. I don't know. It was. I, I don't know. I was like, know. okay, it's overdone. Thank God. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to watch. I mean, they're, they're like I said, it had its like fart moments and it's like really juvenile humor and stuff and. I like the video, but overall, this is a really bad movie and probably not worth your time. In fact, just listening to this podcast, especially sitting through all the coughs and stuff I've had, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for wasting your time, everybody. We'll put some good music in the, at the end for you. No, no, no. We're going to put in that stupid song that opens the movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> that thing was horrible. You know? <laughs> it was just like... Please give me a quarter. I don't know. It was, like, <laughs> it was so, uh, so dumb. Look forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, where can they find you, Cooge? Uh, you can find me on Discord, or you can get me uh, at the RPG Show uh, Facebook feed. Um, I just got everything onto Spotify. So if you have, if you don't have Apple. Because we were just basically on uh, the Apple podcast or Apple. Oh, really? Um, we are on some other ones that the Apple ones like fed into, but um, iTunes ones, I guess. Yeah. And then I, I figured out how to get it into Spotify because it had all Brent's information. Mm. So it was like sending, like you had to confirm your podcast and it kept sending it to Brent's old email. And then I had to figure out how to change it. And I finally figured it out <laughs> last week when I was digging into it. Oh, nice. So, so like RPG show, this uh, podcast, all of them are now on Spotify. So, Sweet. Um, 
you can find us there if you want to. Um, uh, that's basically it. We're probably going to have a couple new episodes of the RPG show coming up. We're, we just did uh, the sequel of To the Moon, which is Finding Paradise. We just played that. So we'll probably be recording that next couple days. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I. Uh, you can find me at, you know, uh, the Retro RPG show. Uh, I do a show called Is It Worth It on there occasionally. Uh, we do a show on this feed called the uh, Retro Gaming Roundtable, which or the uh, Retro RPG Roundtable, which we need to get back to. It's just been uh, real hectic for me. I've been out, not out of work. I've been working too much because I'm working alone as opposed to uh, me and another guy. So for the past five months, I've been really overworked, and it's just been difficult to dedicate uh, much time to anything, really. Um, up to and including uh, me and James haven't recorded the new show yet, and I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do it over. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, check us out there. You, you can reach playing? me at RetroKel on Twitter or uh, SimonBelmont at Outlook.com. Uh, that's about it. So... I guess, you know, don't watch this movie. Bye. Yeah, hopefully the next one will be a good one. <laughs> nah. <laughs>